grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. The text for this, our first of three different Thanksgiving services, the Old Testament reading that we heard just a moment ago, Deuteronomy 8, verses 1 through 10, especially verse 3. And he humbled you, and let you hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Deuteronomy, a series of sermons given by Moses to the children of Israel before they crossed into the promised land. I like to joke that Iowa is kind of like the book of Deuteronomy. You can sit in Iowa and look across the river, if you're looking west, and see the promised land. But you're not there yet. Deuteronomy, the people of God, don't move a single inch. They sit there. They listen to the Word of God as God, through Moses, prepares them to enter in to the promised land. The land flowing with milk and honey. The land that God had promised to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And when God gives a promise, you can take it to the bank. And so here in the book of Deuteronomy, throughout all of the chapters, but especially here in chapter 8, we get a picture of the Christian life. That's right. The book of Deuteronomy gives us a picture of the Christian life. We think back over all the things that have happened in our life. And on a time like this, Thanksgiving, we look back fondly upon the blessings that God has showered upon us. We give thanks to God and we try really hard not to think about those difficult days, those difficult times, those times that we thought we didn't have anything to give thanks for. The book of Deuteronomy, as we look back, at a time like this, also helps us to look forward. We live in a sin-filled world. We are constantly under attack by the devil and the world and even our own sinful flesh. We think back, but we have one eye always looking forward to the promised land, to the land flowing with milk and honey. No, I'm not talking about Canaan, and I'm not talking about Nebraska either, but heaven. I am but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. 
And God's word for today helps us to look back and to look forward with joy and with thanksgiving. At the beginning of our text, Moses reminds the people of God that when God makes a promise, it's sure and certain. The whole commandment that I command to you today, shall you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. God says it, that's good enough for me, because it's a done deal. Maybe we should say it this way. God says it, it's a done deal, that's good enough for me. That should be the way it is with all of God's word for all of his children each and every day. And then in verse 2, God teaches us, you could say he commands us to remember. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. Think back. Remember. Don't just remember bits and pieces, but remember all of it. Remember the whole way. There were some difficult days in the 40 years of wandering for the children of Israel. Days of scorching heat. Days of freezing cold in the desert sand. Days where they were hungry and they weren't 100% sure where their next meal would come from. Days when they were thirsty in the wilderness, in the desert. Can water come from a rock? Come on, God! There were snakes and bandits and all kinds of worries and fears. But God says, remember. Remember all of it. Remember all of it. Why? Because there are times when God allows things to come into our life to humble us. To humble us. It's not good that we think too highly of ourselves, to be wise in our own eyes. Luther tells us that self-praise stinks, and yet that's what we're really good at, isn't it? When we're successful, when we're healthy, who do we give credit to? Well, 99 times out of 100, I know who I give credit to. Me. God says, remember, remember it all. Because even at those times when you thought that I had left you, forsaken you, abandoned you, even those times when things were not going as you hoped, as you planned, as you dreamed, I was there. I was right there with you. I was caring for you. I was supporting you and encouraging you. I was feeding you. 
and protecting you even though you didn't realize it. My friends, there are times, and certainly as we look back on our own individual lives, there are times when we can see the powerful, humbling hand of God. Why does God allow trial and heartache and suffering into our lives, into our world? Well, he tells us. And he humbled you. That he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Sometimes we place too much emphasis and importance on our own words. Sometimes we think we have better words than the Lord God himself. And when we are humbled, God is teaching us to depend on him. He is teaching us to turn to the one who will never leave us, who will never forsake us, who will never let us down, who proved his love for you, for me, for the entire world in the greatest gift of all, Jesus. Jesus, born of a virgin, born into this sin-filled world, born to redeem sinners like you and me. Jesus humbled himself, taking on flesh and blood, the, the author of the universe being subject to the Ten Commandments. Jesus who hungered and thirsted. Jesus, who knew what it was like to be driven from one home and to be poor. My friends, Jesus suffered not only physical hardship, but he suffered the punishment for our sin, the anguish for our sin that we deserve, Jesus took on himself, into himself, bleeding and dying the death we deserve. Jesus rises from the dead three days later. And he promises that whoever believes in him, their sins are forgiven. Their name is written in the book of life. That whoever believes in him, even though they die, yet shall they live. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. My friends, as we look back and we recount the blessings and the trials and the testings, we look forward because of what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago, we have nothing to fear. Not even death itself. Because Jesus has conquered our worries, our fears, our physical hardships, even death. And Jesus, who was dead, is now 
victorious, never to die again, forever and ever. You have been baptized into his name. He has robed you with his righteousness. Your name is written in the book of life. Your sins are forgiven. And now, right here and right now, we live in the book of Deuteronomy. We think back and we look forward, literally, to the day when in God's love and mercy, He allows us to cross the river into the promised land. The grand and glorious family reunion that awaits for all who have died in the faith. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more hunger or thirst. The old ways are gone and the new has come. My friends, today, of course, count your blessings. Give thanks for the way that God has taken care of you in the past. But remember to look forward with joy to that time when you will see the Lord Jesus Christ face to face. Angels and archangels and all the company of heaven singing in never-ending chorus. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Until that day, cling to Jesus. Cling to his word. Hear his word. Receive his gifts. And be strengthened for that journey to the promised land. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our thanksgivings in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. The text for this, our first of three different Thanksgiving services, the Old Testament reading that we heard just a moment ago, Deuteronomy 8, Verses 1 through 10, especially verse 3. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Deuteronomy, a series of sermons given by Moses to the children of Israel before they crossed into the promised land. I like to joke that Iowa is kind of like the book of Deuteronomy. You can sit in Iowa and look across the river, if you're looking west, and see the promised land. But you're not there yet. 
Deuteronomy, the people of God don't move a single inch. They sit there. They listen to the Word of God as God, through Moses, prepares them to enter in to the promised land. The land flowing with milk and honey. The land that God had promised to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And when God gives a promise, you can take it to the bank. And so here in the book of Deuteronomy, throughout all of the chapters, but especially here in chapter 8, we get a picture of the Christian life. That's right. The book of Deuteronomy gives us a picture of the Christian life. We think back over all the things that have happened in our life. And on a time like this, Thanksgiving, we look back fondly upon the blessings that God has showered upon us. We give thanks to God and we try really hard not to think about those difficult days, those difficult times, those times that we thought we didn't have anything to give thanks for. The book of Deuteronomy as we look back at a time like this, also helps us to look forward. We live in a sin-filled world. We are constantly under attack by the devil and the world and even our own sinful flesh. We think back, but we have one eye always looking forward to the promised land to the land flowing with milk and honey. No, I'm not talking about Canaan, and I'm not talking about Nebraska either, but heaven. I am but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. And God's word for today helps us to look back and to look forward with joy and with thanksgiving. At the beginning of our text, Moses reminds the people of God that when God makes a promise, it's sure and certain. The whole commandment that I command to you today shall you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. God says it, that's good enough for me, because it's a done deal. Maybe we should say it this way, God says it, it's a done deal, that's good enough for me. That should be the way it is with all of God's Word for all of His children each and every day. And then in verse 2, God teaches us, you could say He commands us to remember. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. Think back. Remember. 
Don't just remember bits and pieces, but remember all of it. Remember the whole way. There were some difficult days in the 40 years of wandering for the children of Israel. Days of scorching heat. Days of freezing cold in the desert sand. Days where they were hungry and they weren't 100% sure where their next meal would come from. Days when they were thirsty in the wilderness, in the desert. Can water come from a rock? Come on, God! There were snakes and bandits and all kinds of worries and fears. But God says, remember. Remember all of it. Remember all of it. Why? Because there are times when God allows things to come into our life to humble us. To humble us. It's not good that we think too highly of ourselves, to be wise in our own eyes. Luther tells us that self Praise stinks, and yet that's what we're really good at, isn't it? When we're successful, when we're healthy, who do we give credit to? Well, 99 times out of 100, I know who I give credit to. Me. God says, remember, remember it all. Because even at those times when you thought that I had left you, forsaken you, abandoned you. Even those times when things were not going as you hoped, as you planned, as you dreamed, I was there. I was right there with you. I was caring for you. I was supporting you and encouraging you. I was feeding you and protecting you even though you didn't realize it. My friends, there are times, and certainly as we look back on our own individual lives, there are times when we can see the powerful, humbling hand of God. Why does God allow trial and heartache and suffering into our lives, into our world? Well, He tells us. And he humbled you that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Sometimes we place too much emphasis and importance on our own words. Sometimes we think we have better words than the Lord God himself. And when we are humbled, God is teaching us to depend on him. He is teaching us to turn to the one who will never leave us, who will never forsake us, who will never let us down, who proved his love for you, for me, for the entire world in the greatest gift of all, Jesus. Jesus, born of a virgin, 
born into this sin-filled world, born to redeem sinners like you and me. Jesus humbled himself, taking on flesh and blood, the, the author of the universe being subject to the Ten Commandments. Jesus, who hungered and thirsted. Jesus, who knew what it was like to be driven from one home and to be poor. My friends, Jesus suffered not only physical hardship, but he suffered the punishment for our sin, the anguish for our sin that we deserve. Jesus took on himself, into himself, bleeding and dying the death we deserve. Jesus rises from the dead three days later. And he promises that whoever believes in him, their sins are forgiven. Her name is written in the book of life. That whoever believes in him, even though they die, yet shall they live. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. My friends, as we look back and we recount the blessings and the trials and the testings, we look forward because of what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago, we have nothing to fear. Not even death itself. Because Jesus has conquered our worries, our fears, our physical hardships, even death. And Jesus, who was dead, is now victorious, never to die again, forever and ever. You have been baptized into his name. He has robed you with his righteousness. Your name is written in the book of life. Your sins are forgiven. And now, right here and right now, we live in the book of Deuteronomy. We think back and we look forward literally, to the day when in God's love and mercy, He allows us to cross the river into the promised land. The grand and glorious family reunion that awaits for all who have died in the faith no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more hunger or thirst. The old ways are gone and the new has come. My friends, today, of course, count your blessings. Give thanks for the way that God has taken care of you in the past. But remember to look forward with joy to that time when you will see the Lord Jesus Christ face to face. Angels and archangels and all the company of heaven singing in never-ending chorus. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty,
heaven and earth are full of your glory. Until that day, cling to Jesus. Cling to his word. Hear his word. Receive his gifts. And be strengthened for that journey to the promised land. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our thanksgivings in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.